You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Half hour. Hello, and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Jeff. And I'm Richie. And we're here to bring you a casual conversation on the shows, films, concerts, and music that we see, listen to, and observe throughout our careers. Today's conversation will feature current pop music hits from the first, well, like second half of June and first half of July. And you can follow along and listen to the music we are discussing by going to our Instagram and TikTok accounts at Half Hour Podcast, and click the link in our bio to save and listen to our curated playlist. And there's the spiel. June and July of 2022. 2022. That's the year. <laughs> yeah, because you never know. Maybe someone a year from now will listen to this and say, oh, well, what June and July are they talking about? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, too. <laughs> or like in uh, 2050, I hope oh, they say, yeah. let's go back and listen to that podcast in 2022. What, what podcast, what pop music was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And is it changed or is it the well, same? Anyway, <laughs> today um, we're going to go through a wild ride of different pop music. And I would like to start with our artist Spotlight. That's going to be on Miss Charlie XCX. She had recently, back in March, released her fifth studio album, Crash. And she has just released a new single with Tiesto called Hot In It. Um, uh, let's see. I'm just going to go back here and start a little bit. So prior to releasing her fifth studio album, Crash, in March, Charlie had declared that hyperpop music is dead. Do you like hyperpop? Kind of. <laughs> uh, but that it's done now. We on, on our past podcast, we had talked about hyperpop a little bit, about RuPaul doing this whole hyperpop album. And I yeah. was like, isn't hyperpop dead? Well, he did release that a <laughs> little too late. I was like, oh, like that's just, kind he just, of just missed the end of it. Like, Pop will come back one day. I really believe that. It's yeah, just, I mean, it's super produced. It's you very know, heavy. It's yeah. definitely, it's definitely club, but you know, and uh, Hyperpop is a subgenre that she used very heavily in her fourth studio album, How I'm Feeling, which was like this whole um, pandemic COVID release. Mm. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't really radio friendly and nothing really came from it. And now here we are with Crash. Crash, to me, is pure radio-friendly pop. It's dance pop, in my opinion. And it brings us straight back to some of her earlier music, like the songs from her Sucker album, which had Boom Clap on it. Boom Clap was big. And Break the Rules. Those Uh were two songs Uh were pretty big. And also from Charlie, which she had 
released 1999 with Troy Savone and Blame It On Your Love with Lizzo. So those were some pretty big pop songs yeah. in that time. And um, yeah, personally, I loved watching her journey that she's taken since entering the pop scene. As you may remember, she was featured on some big hits like Fancy with Iggy Azalea and I Love It with Icona Pop. So for me, or for you, in terms of Charlie's career, do you think that Charlie has made some big marps? Mar- big marks in the pop music industry. So I feel like yes and no. Mm -hmm. I feel like she kind of has a little bit, but I still feel like she's falling in the shadows of the Icona Pop, Iggy Azalea, um, like the Troy Sivan and the Lizzo and this stuff. She just keeps falling in the shadows of all these people. To me, I'm like, you can break out now and and kind of do your Mm -hmm. own thing, which is I know is what she's doing. But I feel like I don't think she's created as much of a name for herself at this point as she could have. Because when you mention all these songs, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's always been a really interesting thing with Charlie is like her features, (laughs) whether she's been featured or people have been featured on her tracks. Those are usually the songs that I feel like take off. But she's always had a very unique experimental sound. Yeah. It hasn't always been I'm trying to be that main pop girl sound. And we'll get to this a little bit, but I feel like she she's leaving Atlantic Records and it's now time for like Charlie to take full um, take full like realm of her career. Um, And I feel like this is like the line in her sand um, since she's leaving Atlantic. Uh, She pulled out many stops on this album with. Features like Christine and the Queens, Caroline Polachek, Rina Sawayama, uh, and her single, which were her singles. And I feel like that's kind of like her taking a little bit of a risk on Atlantic's dime, if you mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. think so. What When you hear that an artist is moving from their original label, what do you immediately think? I usually think one word, which is problem. Mm. Problem from the yeah. record's perspective Problems from the artist's perspective. Most of the time, it's problems from both perspectives. Right. Um, so leaving an, a, a major label, that's a big deal. And I feel like some people stay a lot of their life on one label and so – or two. You know, so to leave it, you have to be really confident in that decision. I'm not saying it's a right decision or a wrong decision. I don't know the details. Right. But you And, and of course, a contract ends. Anybody can leave if a contract ends or it ends. Contract's over. She mm-hmm. did what she needed to do in her contract. Right, and every think, contract's different. You know, everyone. Sure. Some people have to do five albums. Some people have to do seven albums. Right. Some people only get one album, right. and a, a label can drop them after that. So what's interesting is like she had five albums, and now she's like, I'm going to do something else. And I always kind of do want to know like what what is that reason and why. You know, I mean, it's good. It's good in a way. I always think like when people leave, yeah, I, I just can't help thinking of the word problem. There must have been a problem. Because if there wasn't a problem, you'd stay, right? Probably, and I think that comes down to the music that she does like and and does enjoy making versus what is kind of expected. She was actually quoted saying the following recently. I wanted to finally, after all my years signed to a major label, actually make the record that the the way a major label wants you to make the record and really utilize all of the tools of the major labels and just play the game a little. I wanted to do this to challenge myself. So for me, that kind of seems loaded in many different ways. Um, what, do you think artists should be making music like this or they should be kind of sticking to their authentic selves? Well, what I think the, the, the difficulty with that question is what is authentic? 
and is reinventing the wheel or reshaping yourself authentic or is doing the same thing all the time authentic. I always say, I always appreciate Lady Gaga changing her sense of style and sound in every new album. Yeah. But then I also like the fact that every time Barbara Streisand releases an album, it's the same thing. So I'm very torn sometimes on that question, you know? Right, which kind of makes authentic, uh, well, Barbara Streisand's career authentic. Well, sure, but isn't then Lady Gaga's career also authentic in a way? Because you never know what she's going to come next. That's an authenticity in and of itself. Mm. But I know what you're saying, though. Some people can debate that. Sure. I'm talking about in terms of the music that she wants to make. If if you can, if we can all honestly say, like someone like Lady Gaga has made that album that she's wanted to make since right. day one, well, right. then sure, she's being authentic. But if she, if she's just doing something to play the game and doing something that the label wants you to make, that's not really authentic. Sure, you know, like a great example uh, that Kelly Clarkson went through was that she was being told to record and put out the music. Um, that she didn't want to put out. So that really is not really being But authentic. I feel like that keeps repeating itself. We've heard for 20 and 30 and 40 and probably longer, many, many years, mainly female solo artists who struggle with their label. They wanted me to sound like this. They wanted me to do this. They, like, yeah. I, I, I picture it being this, like, evil lair of people where they're like, we are the they and we are going to, and I'm like, is the industry that evil and corrupt? Because if it is, when are we going to see the change? And sometimes I have this conversation with you and I say, okay, well then why do they sign to begin with? And you're like, well, you're 21, you're getting signed to an You're this is your break, you have to sign. But then I'm like, yeah, but... You know, it's just interesting how it's kind of like your arm twisted in the industry. Yeah, take but when the break, you... take the deal. But then at the end of the deal, they're like, I didn't make the music the way I wanted to. I couldn't put the sound out the way. I'm like, well, that's sad. Well, when you're young and hungry, you do what you need to do. Yeah. Right? So when someone says to you, hey, I really like your sound, Charlie XCX. I'm going to sign you and you're going to do a five record deal and you're going to do this and you're going to yeah. do that. You at do you say no? No, but then are you also saying that your first or second album, the early days, is not your authentic self? Is that a question? I think some of Lady Gaga's best stuff is some of her first stuff. Well, I think you that's know? authentic to Lady Gaga. Sure. But that's her alternate personality, right, right. Lady Gaga. That's her stage name. With someone like Which your... also Charlie XCX is her stage name as well. Right. But she's so... her early stuff has been as a feature, as a guest. Now show us what you are in your and I think that's what she's saying, right? Is show us who you are as your well, own. Well, no, I think what she's saying is that her authentic self is making more electronic experimental music sure. that is not really radio friendly or pop friendly. Right. It's all subgenres of pop. And this one, she's like, you know what? This is my last album with Atlantic. I'm just going to give them that record that they really wanted. And guess what? I actually think Atlantic got behind that. Right. Because she had music video after music video. She had a great aesthetic to the album. And she put out bop after bop. You know, I really I really enjoyed the album. It's actually probably at the top for me out of most of her albums. Yeah. Um, and some of my favorites were songs like Lightning, Yuck, and Sorry If I Hurt You. Yeah, they were great. You know, those yeah. already have a lot of the influences in, in that I like hearing. It's super 80s infused. Yes, very. It's very 90s sampled. Yeah. It's it's great, you know? And that's the kind of music that I sometimes really like. But that's just me. That's just me. And I liked those. <laughs> and, and when you say featuring 80s, 90s, it's amazing to me how, like, so much pop now has so much influence. Like, when you hear the Bruno Mars stuff, that sounds like that 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. You hear this new house music, which I know we're about to get to, having that 70s, 80s feel to it. Then you have some of these 80s sounds, 90s sounds. It's like... 
all the music seems to come back, the good old stuff, you know? Yeah. And I think that's great. Well, you see, you pop know, is kind of a little bit of everything now, you know? Yeah, I mean, samples are very heavy right now, but samples have been heavy, I feel like, for years now. Yeah. It's yeah. not like, you know, um, but whatever. You know, I, I do want to talk about this new single, though, before we move on from Charlie, um, with Tiesto, called Hot In It. First, I want to know, Bob or Flop? Bob. And Why? Because you sing it 3,000 times in the house. And you don't even realize. You'll just be like cleaning. You're like, hot in it, hot in it. I'm like, do you realize you're literally singing it all day? Because when I'm walking around in my shorts, I'm saying, I look hot in oh, it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Dial it down over there on that microphone. <laughs> okay, but interestingly enough, the song has gone viral on TikTok before it even came out. And now yeah. the song finally came out in a full release. But they released the chorus ahead of time. It had its viral moment. It, now it's going to probably re-viral. Yeah. Re-viral? Sure. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think it's great. It's well, super great. catchy. It and really I'm pretty sure we're going to hear it in the clubs the rest of the summer. Yeah, definitely. I love it. It's a hot song. It is. Super hot. Okay. Well, I love talking about Charlie XCX. I could probably do that for a long time. Yeah, but we're going to... We're going to move on to our genre section of the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about house pop, or some people also like to call it dance pop. But I do want to talk about the house influences that are coming back into mainstream pop music. And, you know, we'll do a little education here first on where house music has come from. So house music's origins trace back to the underground clubs of Chicago and New York in the late 70s. Club culture spawned from the disco era because the disco era was thriving and DJs were experimenting with new ways of mixing their sets to keep people dancing. Early innovators like Frankie Knuckles, Larry Levine, DJ Ron Hardy are just to name a few of these major DJs that really were kind of breaking through in the house scene. Uh, their early mixing and remixing techniques gave new life to dance music in the dying disco era because the disco sucks movement was happening at the time and these sounds were still being kept by these more underground mm. clubs. And a unique sound coined house music emerged from Chicago. Most people don't know where the exact origins of the name come from, and they're unclear, but many say that house music was named after the Warehouse nightclub in Chicago, Southside. Chicago record stores would attract fans of the emerging sound by labeling dance beats as played at the Warehouse which became shortened to house music. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. That's so that, that's, that's cool. a really interesting thing that yeah. I was like, I, I kind of never really knew why it was called house music. And mm -hmm. to find out there was a club called the warehouse of duh. Yeah. And that's where the music was coming out. House music. Love like that. we're going to the house. Yeah. So, uh, house music has become the first direct descendant of disco. And in the early eighties, uh, it said that house was born from the ashes of disco. And after the launch of the anti disco movement, predominantly in LGBTQ, African-American, and Latino communities, had popularized underground nightclubs and accelerated dance music culture. Legendary nightclubs such as New York's Paradise Garage and Chicago's Warehouse, obviously, as mentioned before, set the stage for the modern club culture and capital catapulted the club DJ to rock star status. And as most of us already know, in the 80s and 90s, we saw a lot of house influence in pop music, especially in songs like Vogue by Madonna and other artists like Janet Jackson, Paula Abdul, and Robin S., all taking this house music into the mainstream culture. So now that we have a little bit of uh, the background on house music, 
Uh, where does house music sit in your music catalog, Richard? And why do you think pop stars are trying to bring house back into pop music? Well, it's fun. Yeah. It's really fun. It's got a little bit of that tail end of disco there with the beat. Yeah. And the beat keeps you moving. And then I, what I like about it is I hear it mostly in clubs or bars. And when you're dancing and you hear a song, you get a beat. And then all of a sudden you hear a wisp of a lyric. Yeah. And then you hear a wisp of a – it's really smart. The way it's intertwined. And if you really are a good house music DJ, you loop and you connect and you never know when a song is ending and when a new one is beginning. Yeah. How many times do you go to like a wedding and you very clearly know when a song is ending and another one's beginning because they're changing the song like very clearly. <laughs> I have a very hard time trying to find out when a house music song is. House is good changing. because you could totally beat match. And yes, you totally you could be feeling like you're just listening to the same song for like. 10 hours and not that t- it's the same but that the beat matching is just working perfectly so that they're like oh wow wait that song's playing well to answer your second question of why do you think pop stars are looking to bring this back to me there's one answer that makes the most sense and that's post covid mm-hmm. it's a world of dancing people want to go out and dance for 10 hours people are so sick and tired of the death and the tragedy and the sadness of the world yeah and that they will go and not just like dance to one song dance to two songs go get a drink go back sit no they want to yeah, dance and to keep dance. going i want and, to dance and hu- <laughs> yeah a huge emergence of, of groundbreaking music sometimes comes out of environments like you know the 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 freedom of the 60s and 70s and that music comes from the more stricter environments of the 50s. You know, it's always kind of repeats itself like that. So when you have this tragic times that we've had mm-hmm. two and a half years later here, I think that's why it's a post-pandemic release. It's a renaissance. It's a rebirth of bring that sound back. Yeah. Well, I just thought of something super interesting right now because recently we talked on our pop podcast about disco pop. Yeah. And now we're talking about house pop. Is what is the correlation here about all of these disco influences being in the pop scene now? And now we're trying to smash it with house music again. Well, it's all, in some ways it's all different, but in some ways it's all similar. Well, it comes from disco. Yeah. But you when you when you hear the they're remixing Gimme 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 by ABBA, they're taking these songs and they're putting new beats on them or they're mixing them. They're, it's it's quite the day of a mix and master artist. Yeah. I mean, this is the times we're in now. Take your samples, take your old songs, get the ears to perk up on people on the internet. So like, wait, I know this song, yeah. you know, and and that's the new age. Mm-hmm. Um and I love to me the house music always comes down to the beat. Yeah. The rhythm, that heavy bass. That heavy bass is so important. Even in some pop music that's not necessarily house pop, I'm hearing a heavy bass. Always. And we'll talk about that in some of these bop or flops that are coming up. There's yeah. a heavy bass in some Always bop. Uh, always bass. Always. Uh, let's, um, here are some of the highlights. Let's talk about that are happening right now, I think, in the house pop space. Obviously, we all know this one's coming, but Miss Beyonce just dropped her first single, Break My Soul. She did it in time for Pride. It was all over the clubs when we were out. I think it's like, it's Beyonce, three songs, then Beyonce again, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I totally, it works the song. It's not the most lyric heavy song, but house music doesn't have to be. You Won't Break My Soul over and over again is like, yeah, bop my head to that. <laughs> like over and over and over again. There you go. Bop it. Bop it. It's like. <laughs> Beat it, uh, flick it, bop it, yes. pull it. There's another bop it reference. You know, like that thing we stopped? That was a bop it. Richie's going to give us 90s nostalgia. Yeah, well, bop. the word bop is clearly around. <laughs> and I was gonna, but I think of that like bop it, boom, and pull it, 
and there was all these like sound effects on there. We're gonna start seeing boppets on the dance floor. (laughs) Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Nothing surprises me anymore. Do you like the song? Yeah, love it. And I'm really looking forward to her new album. I really am. There's a little rumor going on on the TikTok world. You know, I know you're not there, so you don't know. On the TikTok world, he's not on the TikTok world. But their telephone was showing up. You know that song with Lady Gaga. Telephone was showing up in her sounds, and everyone's thinking, is Telephone Part 2 coming? I don't know. You heard it here first. Maybe, if it is, yeah. I said it. No, and if it's not, I don't <laughs> And if it's not, I never said it. Richie, Richie did. <laughs> no! <laughs> All right. Well, I like that Break My Soul. It's great. Um, it's a fun song. Now, this one's probably unexpected to you, because I'm pretty sure you probably didn't hear it, but Mr. Drake and his single, Massive. I'm a big Drake fan. I like my Drake. Was one day a, I'm going to go to a Drake concert. Was this a shocking <laughs> one to you? Yeah, it was. <laughs> because I was like, oh, you? House music? This? Okay. Yes, he, was, almost, he was giving the gays what they want. On the Pride Month. Oh, I was like, okay. He's giving Richie what he wants. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, it's massive. Drake, Drake. That's the name of the song. <laughs> According to Mr. Drake. Whoop. And we're not talking about the hostess cake. Drakes, whatever that is. <laughs> that Those are little, massive, too. <laughs> that, was little, that was a little duck with the yodels oh on Oh, my goodness. <laughs> We're going off. But, yes, Hope Drake. Sense. Drake, Beyonce releasing this. It totally makes sense. And I love it. And it works. And why not? Yeah. Let's go. I'm pretty sure we're going to hear both of those just blended into Yeah, each other. right, for 10 hours. For 10 hours. <laughs> right. There works for me. I love it. Let's I really on. do. Let's go dance. And last one, Mabel's Good Luck. Okay, I love this. Where did this come from? You know why? There's something about the words like good luck. Like we hear that in like a, You're you know, people say good luck. Like, um, like obviously they don't mean it because they're mad, right? She's yeah. mad in this song. Yeah. She's like, good luck. First of all, I think she is completely underrated. Yeah, I'm obsessed. She like is, I'm going to listen to this all the time. She is putting out some tracks right now. And if you all don't know who Mabel is, go check her out. She is killing it. And I am so excited for this record. Can I get this record? Uh, sure. Ah. <laughs> I'll it's go, pre-order, orange. Then you can get me the Liza, the Palace uh, re- new release that she's letting out. Oh, we already have it. <laughs> Liza's sitting on the chair at the Palace. <laughs> well, release. Liza will always be, no matter if she's sitting or standing, a, a queen. But. I do really like this Mabel song, though. Yes, I actually, yes, yes. I'm really liking all of the house influences mm-hmm. into all three of these songs. Um, do you think this is a quick sub-genre happening in the industry again or do you think this is going to be influenced in dance for the next couple of years? It'll be a few years. I don't know much more past that but Mm -hmm. definitely for a few years. You still have people emerging from this pandemic and living their life and you have 35 year olds that wish they were 25 and 25 year olds that wish they were 18 and everyone got bumped a few years. Yeah, That's what I'm trying to say too. Everyone's like I I miss my 25th birthday. I miss my 30th birthday in COVID. I miss my 35th birthday, 40th birthday, whatever it is. So yeah, let's Let's back it up and let's live those days again. And let's and see who is going to try to tackle the genre. Rihanna, yeah. we're talking to you. Where, Where is that? <laughs> Rihanna, yeah. please. Yeah. Thank you. Gaga could too. Well, Maybe. she kind of did. Yeah. Chromatica's kind of. Chromatica is that, yes. Yeah. Chromatica so, has a lot of house music. Yeah, for sure. But definitely. I think we'll be hearing this for a little while. Definitely. Think, so. Yeah. So house music is in. Yeah. What's our pop now? Are we doing Broadway pop next Next week? Oh, yeah. When are we doing are Broadway, we doing Broadway? Broadway? <laughs> We have to, like, literally invent that subgenre. Broadway pop. But I'm telling you, it, and we talked about this in past podcast, 
When you look at the history of Broadway, if a very famous song came on Broadway, it was on the radio and everyone listened to it. I'm telling you, that's like what happened. So like Broadway pop was a thing a long time ago when Broadway artists were creating the next big song. Of course. And so we don't see that much anymore. You know what's a fun thing we could do? What's up? What would the sister song be to a pop song but Broadway? Ooh, we need, we, you should all comment on that. What do you think? Get, get some comments from people. You know, like, what's the sister song to, I don't know, like, what's the pop sister song to we, You Can't Stop the Beat? Like Hairspray? Yeah. yeah like like Pitbull's Don't Start the Party. Yeah, don't yeah. Stop the Party. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah. We can right? do some pairs. That could be fun. And then a house DJ can mix it for 10 hours. There we I full I pulled it in full circle there. You heard it here first, okay? Oh my god. So, alrighty. <laughs> All right. We're going over to our new music uh, artist highlights. Bop or flop. I like I have this game because you five, never know what I'm gonna say. I have five songs here for Mr. Richard. And I have like a little fun fact about each one too that we'll do after you each. You might be surprised with some of my answers on these. Just saying. Like I said. It's a bop because I said it's a bop. <laughs> First up, we have Ash and her single, Angry Woman. This is a bop. I love the lyrics. I love the song. It's power, and I'm obsessed. Yes. Great. I'm so happy you like the song because I love it. Uh, I want to give a little fun fact here about this um, song. Angry Woman is off the upcoming album by Ash titled Ray. And she recently said the following, there's always been this sense that a woman in this world, I've, a woman in this world, I've needed to behave and play nice, cutting off all this power and confidence that as a woman, we should be demonstrating on a daily basis. Angry woman in many ways is about being fed up with abusive power and that it is sometimes takes a little righteous anger to make a change. Especially in today's climate, I want to see a woman getting a little angry because we should yeah, be. That's now, this song came out, I think, the same day as Roe v. Wade wow. getting overturned. Wow. And I said, ooh, I need to put this on my yeah. pop music drop because this song is so telling for the time. And let's be angry. Yeah. We need to be angry. Yeah. yeah. So, bop, Love let's it. go. Let's make this song happen and let's get angry. Yep. Not Love do it. anything bad, but no, let's get angry. I just, yeah. Okay, Sabrina Carpenter, Vicious. Love it, Bob. Bob. Love the title, Vicious. I'm like, oof, I love it. Like, this is an overall power pop anthem about an ex, and come on, this girl was wrong. Yeah, I love these names, like... Vicious. Vicious. And I like hearing this angst in, yeah. in, in the... We've always had female angst, but I feel like well, it's Well, it's like coming back. Now. Yeah, it's coming back. They're reclaiming it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I really... I, I was totally shocked when I heard that song because I was like, hey, I've never really been a Sabrina Carpenter fan. Right. Um, and I heard this one and I'm like, oh, I think I need to see this live. Love it. Okay. Chris Eumann's Too Close. This I really like. Uh, this is a bop for this me. This is a bop, right? I feel it's like I'm on this, I'm hearing all these sounds in the track, and I'm like, ooh. I'm it's a good song. This. And his voice, I really like it. This was a new discovery I found yes. recently. I um, really liked this. He said that he describes this error of him as trans-dimensional, a, a trans-dimensional journey, an elevated vision of pop that will create new dimensions and realities. Yeah. Did you feel those things? I did. I really did. I was like, ooh, this is really nice. I liked it. Yeah, he's he's a one to watch. Yeah, for sure. It was really good. For sure. Okay, Anna Katarina's Golden Days. I'm kind of putting it on the flop. I'm sorry. I just think it needs work. There's something missing. It was too, like, 
I don't know. I was kind of bored. I loved the, like, these are the golden days. Like, I was like, oh, and I was like waiting for it to go somewhere. It was almost like she wanted to be a soft pop bop. Like something light. I think there's some country influences yeah. in here that I don't think you're really feeling. Maybe I'm not She's, feeling that. I think she verges on a little Casey Musgraves. Yeah, and I'm also, sometimes the Casey Musgraves, I get a little like, I always feel like a song don't needs to Don't cancel yourself. Okay? No, I'm not saying anything wrong with I'm just saying, I feel like a song needs to go somewhere. I think and when it I did. don't, and I feel like it just sits I think it there. has a really bop chorus. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I'm not, I, I, I tried giving it a couple listens. It was nice. I just wasn't as obsessed. All right. And lastly, this one's going to be either Conan Gray Disaster. Okay, you're going to be shocked. But <laughs> I really liked it. <laughs> I don't really like his voice. Okay. I almost wish someone else sang it. Uh, <laughs> because I don't really like his voice. I know a lot of people like his voice. I'm like, ooh. But the song is lit. I'm like, ooh. What? <laughs> I was I was really feeling this one. Believe it or not. The I know you thought it was really lit. <laughs> yeah. It like light the song there. Okay, great. I really liked it. Well, just a little thing. Disaster is off Conan's sophomore album, which just came out, too. I personally love Conan's sound, though. Mm, it doesn't work for me, personally. It's fun. It's different. It's um, like... I know you haven't really just, liked it, no, but... It's like him and Billie Eilish. Don't do a duet. That might not... To me, the vocals together. Sorry. Okay, but this was a really fun song. Yeah, but I'm not... I said that. I said the song is great. I just don't really like their vocals. Like, I think Billie Eilish has great music, too, but I don't always like her vocals. We'll talk about that another day. Oh, mm-hmm. he wants me to artist probably like Billie Eilish? Okay. Interesting. But. Anyway, that's the bopper flop. Oh. oh. It's time to go. Wow, it time flies when you're having fun here on Half yeah. Hour. Have, have you been hearing any new pop songs that you really like? That um, I think one day you're going to lead a Broadway episode and I'm going to lead a pop episode. Uh, who would want to hear that? Anyone? I'm going to get a pop song from, like, 1998. It's going to be like, it's brand new. <laughs> well, there's a lot of probably coming up, and there is a lot of good pop still to come, so there'll be plenty of opportunities. I mean, I could easily lead a Broadway pop episode. Of course. Uh, a Broadway episode. Or a, and a Broadway Well, you tell me. Episode. Well, you never said current pop of the day. I could do pop from a long time ago. <laughs> okay, pop throwbacks, and he won't show me which songs they are. Oh, that'd be cool. I'm down for I'd that. To, but then I would have to know them. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'm sure you know them. You know, like, everything. Anyway, thank y'all for listening. We hope you... Look, I'm saying y'all because I was just in Kansas City. Um, And I'm saying... Thank y'all. Anyway, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. And please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Music so that you can be the first to hear when it goes live. Leave us a review if you love what you heard today. But only if you loved what you heard. <laughs> uh, we also want you to really join in on our conversations that we're having on our Instagram account and TikTok account and comment on the latest post at F Half Hour Podcast. Um, so, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Okay. Until next time. Signing off for now. I'm Richie. And I'm Jess. Saying ta ta. Bye bye. <laughs> Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org, because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChapaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.